Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Hello, everybody. That's a, that's a podcast. That's a podcast that you're tuned into right now. My name is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my long-term partner, 20 years in business together here. Oh, at least 20 years. Uh, with a company called Maximum Value Partners. And we're business coaches. We deal with small businesses, small defined as 1 to 25 employees, Sales don't make a difference. We've got some pretty big ones way, way off the uh, reservation. And we've had some very small ones. So <clears throat> in our 20 plus years together, we've, we've seen just about everything there is to see in small business. Hate to say it like that, but only because it sounds braggadocious, but we can do that. We, we have the license to, to be braggadocious. It's not bragging if, if you back it six, up, Jack. What's that? It's not bragging it's if you not, can back it up, right? Well, I heard that before, and you're right. That's right. <laughs> so we, we deal with uh, uh, a great number of, of small businesses, and we take those episodes that develop on our coaching uh, efforts, and we make those into a podcast. It's real life. It's timely. We try to you know get a, a situation that, that is fairly current, and we put it into a discussion between Adam and I pretty much when we aren't having uh, visitors come in and uh, spend time on our site with us. So here we are today, and looking forward to to uh, you know the next half hour, next 45 minutes, whatever it may be. And what we do is try to give each of these episodes a, a title to it. And today, we're going to talk about the title, not well, the title will be today's subject, <laughs> which is the little phrase, grow or die. I'm sure if you've been in business for any, any length of time, it could be, a, you know, a year, a couple of years, maybe max. Uh, you've heard this at least once somewhere down the line or someone is just uh, saying, Hey, if we don't, we don't grow here, we're dead. So we want to take that saying, which is often the case, which hasn't been analyzed under the microscope and talk about it. What the heck does that mean? Grow or die? Big push. We're, we're, our company's running a, a cold spell in, in uh, sales growth and we're worried about it because it's going to you know, damn the company. Well, that's not necessarily true because you always have options if you're focused correctly, starting with being focused correctly. Growth or die is a very interesting phrase, but what basically are we trying to grow? Profits. But what's the inference, because it's not well communicated to the troops, is that growing sales is what's important. Now, hell, we can grow sales anytime we want. You know, by giving it away or giving it away so cheap, it makes no difference. If it's a crummy product, that's probably more the reason that your sales are declining and to grow that level of sales and particular product mix of sales, it will push you out of business. Yeah, you're, you're going to grow or die with that one. But you don't want to grow products that are going out of business. So today, Adam and I will go back and forth, kind of like a uh, pickleball game. <laughs> I was watching a pickleball game the other the other day. It doesn't have the intensity of racquetball, that's for sure. And no. uh, it doesn't have the intensity of tennis. It's kind of a, uh, I don't know, average out of shape, uh, 
somebody looking for something to do sort of thing. I might take it up. So it's <laughs> they're investigating it. Yeah, you can. So you you you're you're moving in a different direction. So, but it's a big popular game. My God, reading and thinking of Wall Street about how how uh, that's taken off. So that's what people like. They like moderate growth. They like uh, new things. Don't tax them too much. But uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. What do you think, Adam? Grow or die, or grow or yes, grow or die. That's right. Yeah, welcome. This is episode 350, Jack. We've been doing this show almost seven years now. And uh, yeah, that's that question. Part of the reason we started the show almost seven years ago is to take on some of these myths. And so we started to think about the show and asking that question, how come everybody says that? How come everybody says you have to grow or die? And, you know, we're here to say that isn't necessarily the case, especially with your point. We got to figure out what the hell we're talking about here. We're going to say grow. What are we talking about growing? But, you know, have you ever heard, heard them call the growing joys, Jack? You ever heard that? Phrase? The growing joys? No, I haven't. <clears throat> you just referred to it as growing pains, right? <laughs> as opposed to growing joys. <laughs> <laughs> so why do, you, why do you think that is? You know, we've had so many clients over the years that have experienced really exponential growth. And so if you've experienced it, we'll take a pause for a second. Just kind of um, think about that, right? You know, again, you know, would you, you know, phrase it as being growing joys? Would you phrase it as being kind of those growing pains that you were going through? Because it can be real pain to manage and absorb all that growth. And, you know, there's some things we want to kind of talk about today in terms of what affects that or, or, or how do you do that? Growing but, joys. Wait, that's a that's an excellent, excellent way to look at this stuff. Stuff on. Yeah. So you know, so the idea here being growing joys yeah, or lack thereof. Right. Don't just kind of follow the thing. Hey, we have to keep grow, 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 grow. We're saying, hey, you know what? It's okay not to be growing. It's okay to get to a point. You know, one of the questions I want to ask you is, well, how far do you want to grow? You want to keep growing so if your company's doing half a million bucks you know you know this year it's doing a million bucks okay so what do you want to grow to you go to two million five million ten million where does it stop does it stop does it keep on going you know who says you have to keep on growing you know we've talked a lot about this jack in terms of you know what's wrong with having mm -hmm. a small business that has 12 employees doing a million dollars in sales what's wrong with that you know why do i have to go to five million with 50 employees you don't well you that's don't. not that's that's not what I feel like as a small business owner. I feel like I have to keep on going. Hey, again, come back to if you're not growing, you're dying, Jack. Okay, what the heck? What? It's one what? of those phrases that that uh, get pushed into into the, the 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 cycle, and it's used. It starts to be used blindly. It sounds pretty cool, so people start using it, and they never examine it. They never examine what that means. This is good. I think usually the growth, I think your point may come from people saying, look, I'm not making as much money as I'd like, you know, come back to, the, to that word profit. That's, you know, at the end of the day, the profits, you know, what do you keep at the end of the day? You know, so if also my company is not profitable, maybe it's, hey, you can grow your way out of that, Jack, right? Well, maybe, right? Maybe, right? Because if all of a sudden you have things priced wrong and you aren't making the profits you're supposed to be making on your product or service, well, selling more of it isn't necessarily going to solve your problem. It's going to create more more of these growing pains instead of these grow these growing joys so uh, part of what, we, what we'd like you to do is to think about well how far do you want to grow and you know one of the things that we, that we do as part of our coaching is we'll talk about people having a 10-year vision and say you know where do you see your company in the next 10 years you know what and it, it just kind of dream a little bit 
And it, it, what's interesting, is it, it, people maybe get confused, like, well, hey, it means I start today at some point, and then I end 10 years later at that point. Well, you might get to your vision in three years, Jack. It doesn't mean you still don't want to be there 10 years from now. All right. I mean, the question is, you know, what do you want your business to look like? And what's, what do you think would be enjoyable to do? Because part of what we often see is that there are a lot of very unhappy small business owners, very frustrated, maybe even bordering on miserable at times. And it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that hard to make money. It really shouldn't be. And that's where people often will struggle. So they often get focused on the wrong things. They're, they're focused on growing sales, growing my employee base, growing you know uh, our our facilities. Yeah, you get all this stuff that we can see, but often we're losing sight or not necessarily as focused on growing the profit side of things. So <clears throat> there are some challenges, like I mentioned when we come about some of the growing pains. I think probably one of the biggest challenges, or probably one of the chief challenges among them, Jack, is the people side of things. And one of the things we've noticed in our twenty plus years of uh, of working together, as you look back in our careers even before that, there seems to be this kind of sticking point for small business. And usually, it, it winds up somewhere in the area of maybe a one to two million in sales, Jack. And you often get an entrepreneur or business owner that can that can start a business, take over a business, and kind of you know, kind of get it to that point on their own. You know, not that they, they have they'll still have some employees, but again, they'll have the employees that are just doing stuff for them. But they don't necessarily have necessarily you know some key employees, but they have the ability to get that business to maybe one or two million bucks. And then they often will get stuck. You know, kind of bumping up a little bit, bumping down, right? And, and, and they kind of just get stuck. And one of the biggest reasons for that is because it's there's only so many hours in the day and the owner can only do so many things. And so what we'll often talk about, we've mentioned it numerous times in the show, Jack, is the impact that one, one good person can have for your business. Huge, yes, huge. So if you're going to grow, we contend that one of the, 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 the biggest things going to help you grow is to find that, that next big person for you. Who's going to be the person you can kind of help grow with that will help you grow, help you get beyond that area of probably use again, you're probably stuck on that, that kind of one to $2 million in sales level. If you don't have a key person or if you don't have a, maybe you have that person internally and you just haven't spent time with them. You need to groom them a little bit. You need to coach them up and, you know, get them, get them involved in the business, but they have the, they have it. They have, they have the right stuff that you can kind of work with them. You know, if you had that, that'd be fantastic. Often we miss those people, Jack. They're often right in front of our noses and we just, you know, we haven't spent time with them or really kind of thought about them that way. Or you might not have that kind of person. If you don't, okay, well, you need to go find them because otherwise you're going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck unless you're putting in 120 hour weeks. And I've done those before. You, you can do them for a little while, but you can't do them, you know, for, for, for a decade, Jack. It doesn't work that way. So what do you, you know, and, and that's part of it too, coming back to why are people so miserable? It's often the owner. The owner takes this stuff on themselves, put them on their own shoulders. We're saying we got to find some good people. So if you're if you're really trying to grow or you, you've been frustrated with trying to get this growth, take a look at your people and see. Do you have a do you have a good person? Do you have a good person you can build around to help you grow the business? Well, you have to you have to have a plan in effect. It becomes more important than ever. Because yeah, you're, you're going to be adding new people, which are variable. In other words, you're, you're going to go through the, the hiring process the best you can, and you bring additional people on to support that growth. 
and you get personality clashes and issues and new problems that pull away from your ability to to run this new growth. So that's got to that new growth has to be absorbed by the existing business and the people there. So we bring in new people, we bring in new facilities, we bring in new contracts, and all of a sudden we got a whole bunch of things we didn't have before. And coming back to to your comment, uh, this is people who who aren't looking to to uh, bless this growth. They start to curse it because it it just takes too much time. And what starts to what starts to happen? What gets affected is profit. So in the early going with new growth, you got to staff up and and ramp up and do a lot of things that are going to be new, and that usually uh, call call you know culminates in in uh, lack of profits, declining profits. So it's not fun. It's a tough step. It's a very tough step after you get, I'll say, comfortable with the business. You're bouncing along and things are going pretty good. And you're now coming into a little planning phase with your team. And you say, well, what can we do next year? What can we do in the next six months? And it's always an increase. Uh, and, and that's what you, you know, that's what you get with the initial phases of new growth. If you can cross that, that river of, of initial growth. Okay. All right. Now it'd be time to run again for a couple of years like that growing with a, with a, a bigger piece of the pie, so to speak. Right. And we've seen it. We, you know, we've seen, you know, clients of ours have had to basically almost, you know, re recalibrate their entire team or they had to change most of their team over in order to get that growth. They started really, they started looking hard at their people realizing, Hey, you know, they helped us kind of get to this point, but you often outgrow people. You know, they stop growing again in terms of what, you know, what's kind of going on or they, they only have so many capabilities. And so as you're kind of going through and starting to look hard, if, if, if again, if, if growth, something you're trying to do and you're struggling with the chances are, if you're looking at your people pretty hard, a lot of the answers might be there. Okay. Um, Another key area we hear a lot about, Jack, is cash flow. Often mm-hmm. we hear that, you know, I don't have the money or you know, I ran out of Always. money. Always. Right. And, and as everybody here knows, if you listen to our show a number of times, one of our seven keys, number six, is cash forecasting. And we put it number six because it's one of those things that kind of floats around that you know, if you've owned a company for a while, you can appreciate this. If cash is good and flowing well, the stress levels usually are pretty low. People are feeling pretty good about stuff. But if cash gets a little bit tight, that's when things can get real amped up. A lot of arguments and discussions happen or, or misunderstandings. But that, you know, the, when the cash gets tight is when things really start to get interesting. And we often hear owners will lament, like, hey, I don't have enough money to grow. And, and it can be an issue, you know, whether you're looking at a more capital-intensive business where you need machinery and equipment or physical locations, Jack, as part of the growth. But even in the ones that, you know, require more growth in terms of you know the soft assets in terms of people and services well if you ever try to hire somebody again try to hire a good person how how often have we had discussions with clients jack a small business owner where we talk about hiring a good person and the discussion comes up about well gee i gotta pay that person six figures right i gotta pay that person a hundred thousand dollars or more a year and how 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 tight does the throat get? They can't they can't swallow and gulp like can't, can't get the words up. <laughs> maybe they got to pay some hundred thousand. Again, that's more than I'm making, right? Or, 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 or that's about it's about what I'm making as an owner or something like that, right? So they they start to get kind of worried about that, you know. And and you know one of the things that we talk about too is 
if you want cash flow, well, let's just go to the bank, Jack. Go to the bank. <laughs> well, if you if you've been to the bank before, you probably one of the things that you know is the banks love hard assets, tangible assets. So they're they're much more willing to 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 loan for machinery and equipment, things that if you know if things go south, they can come in and grab and they can sell and get their money back. Um, even then, they they aren't going to be necessarily freely throwing money around, but it's a little easier to get that money, Jack. Now, if you go to your banker and say, hey, I'd like to take out a loan for 100000 bucks to hire this new person. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll uh, fight each other to get that one signed up. All right. That's right. They're going to look at you and whatever whatever they're trained to say, they'll say it. So, so, so one of the things that we encourage our, our clients to do is to try to get a line of credit with your bank. And the best time to do that is when you don't need the money, but that's the best time to secure. That's the best time that they're likely to let you have a line of credit, right? Because they see you don't necessarily need it, or the, you, can, you can certainly kind of pay it back. But if you think about that, the kind of investment you need to make, if you're hiring a good person, well, they aren't going to pay for themselves for the first 90 days. It takes some time for them to kind of get up to speed. They're going to start to add value pretty quickly because that's usually what happens with a good person. But again, it takes take some time. It's much like onboarding a new big customer. How exciting does that get? But how much stress does that put on the cash flow? You bring a new customer on board and you're producing for them, delivering your products and services, and yet they don't pay you for 60, 90, 120 days or more. Well, you've now had to fund that for two, three, four months. You're and in the bank. And yeah. it's great when you get on the, on the other side of that. But again, it's, you know, so the cash flow is a, can be a real deterrent, especially if you aren't ready. And so again, depending where your growth is going to be, if you're, if you're, if you're more in those tangible, you know, machinery, equipment, physical locations versus those more softer things, I'm going to invest in people or some different services. You got yourself prepared for that. And you have to prepare for that in terms of having some cash flow available. It's a real thing. At the end of the day, where we often see the cash flow coming from, Jack, is the owners. Either the owners are putting more money in the business themselves, or they're taking less money out of the business. Either way, it's coming out of the owner's pocket. That's often how these things kind of go. And so that's why growth can be can be challenging. It, you, you need a little bit of that fuel to help kind of, you know, to, to, to be able to kind of fund that growth. So if you've had some, some areas where you've got kind of stuck here, you know, well, let's talk about customers for a little bit, Jack. Now, raise your hand if you have a customer that, you know, really isn't the right kind of customer, right? Or, you know, versus raise your hand. Do you love all your customers? <clears throat> Anybody have their hand raised out there? <laughs> No way. My hand would never be allowed to raise above an inch over the table. So it, versus, uh, no. Versus, hey, can you can you can you can you tell me in, in in five seconds or less who's the first customer you you would fire if it wouldn't have any impact on your business, in terms of financial impact, right? I think we all have those those pain in the butt customers. We all have them, but yet we put up with them. Why? Well, because I'm I'm trying to grow, Jack. I'm trying to you know whatever it might be. Or, you know, I can, I can outgrow them. Um, but most, you know, most owners would like to get rid of some customers. And a lot of times we see companies that they build around customers that aren't the right kind of customers for them. So coming back to some of those bigger customers, again, as a small business 
providing services or products to a big company can be pretty daunting and pretty intimidating and you can feel like you have no you have no control on stuff and you know you feel like you're almost like an abused spouse at times they demand everything now and they delay delay and make it hard for you to collect money right they'll they'll update their systems they'll change this we're only, right you know we're only sending payments once a month you missed a day up oh, sorry here's another 30 day whatever it might be it's just it can seem but you you're you're still chasing because hey that sales dollar jack right you're chasing those sales oh, hey, and <clears throat> customer for us it's 30 percent of our business jack they get so they get so happy they get so happy chasing those customers you know hey we're, we're almost here with uh, this big multi-billion dollar company and they get it and we see them six months later they're dragging their knuckles on the street. You know, it's just uh, one of the worst things that happened to me. I've committed here and they owe me six, seven months. And, and uh, they, they fall out of love pretty quickly with that big client. So that's growing or dying, right? Your choice. Well, hell, in that case, I'll, I'll do some triage here and uh, set myself not to die, but certainly to not go after these big guys again. The truck hit me. <laughs> right but yeah, so picture picture how often do we hear somebody say hey you know my plan for this year isn't to grow my business but my plan for the for the year jack is i'm gonna i want to reduce my business by 20 percent <throat> often does somebody say that so picture that being well part of my plan is we have this big customer that that we're gonna get rid of we're gonna fire this big customer and we know that short term it's gonna be very painful. It's gonna it's gonna be a thirty percent reduction in our sales. But what it's gonna do is free us up to add the right customers. And if we have the time and all the stuff that we're putting into this customer isn't the right customer for us, even though it's a big sales number. As we start to analyze it more, we start to realize that you know what we aren't really making either much money on this on this customer, or we aren't making any money at all. That's that happens a lot. People get so excited about chasing the sales dollars and see the growth there. They don't realize that they aren't really making money on some of their customers. So you got to figure out if you have the right customers and the right customer base to kind of grow around. And if you're going to grow, if you have the wrong customers in place, it's going to be a big time roadblock for you. Big time. Big time is the right answer. It will be. So, Think about that when it comes to your growth in terms of, you know, being able to kind of fire your customers. And then something that's a little bit more out of your control, I would say kind of bigger picture, which we talked a little bit getting ready for the show, Jack, is kind of the market that you're in. And I guess you have kind of a couple different markets you can think about. You have one that's, a, you know, if you have a very, very new market, and we talked about this, you know, a number of times in the show here, Jack, but to educate a market about a new product or service takes a lot of time an effort and you, you, there's a lot of these overnight successes that happened after decades of, of, of educating, you know, so we, we, we've had clients over the years where they're in a market that's a little bit newer. And even though they can kind of project and talk about all this wonderful growth that's there, or how big the market's going to be at the end of the day, it doesn't happen as fast as, as they'd like. And again, a big reason for that is just, it just takes time to educate that market in terms of what's kind of going on. So if you're on that end, just understand, you know, you, you want to be preparing for that growth and trying to get that growth going, but it's, it, it may take more time and you might feel like you're stuck kind of spinning your wheels because it takes time for, for if, it's, if it's changing out what people are currently doing to change that behavior or something totally new. 
it just takes time for that to kind of happen. So depending what your what industry, what what your market is. So if you have that kind of a newer thing, yeah. it's going to be hard for you to to keep. You know, you can only push so hard. You're only one player in a in a bigger market. Yeah, so, that's tough. That's a tough. There are a lot of tough situations to get into, and that's one of them. You know, you people aren't aren't quick. They don't want to necessarily be the first one to try something new, and. It, it takes a while and all of a sudden the word, if it's a good product uh, starts to get out there and, uh, or your, your sales team, you know, starts to finally connect. It's, it's just not an easy, a startup situation, whether it be layering on top of an existing business that you've been in for years and it's starting to change. The market's starting to change, starting to be obsolete. Uh, will you recognize this and take action? And it's it's a difficult bunch of new decisions that have to be made. And it's those new decisions that have to be made that vex you. It creates problems that, that uh, you just never encountered before. And thus time away from the older business. And it compounds itself into profit impacts negatively. So yeah, grow or die. Uh, no, no, thank you. I'll diversify, perhaps. You know, and that, that have to come from from uh, that'll that'll fuel my growth. Right. Well, so you're you're going to the opposite of the spectrum. So we're talking about things that are very new. But you're mentioning like things that are maybe a little long in the tooth, right? Things that um, you may have heard or people refer to as a cash cow, where also you have a business and an industry where it's just. It's on a going out of business curve eventually. You know, it's it's old technology. It's you know, it's gonna it's being replaced. Um, it doesn't go away overnight, but it, it starts to kind of it starts to decrease. So it becomes hard there to start to really kind of grow your sales. But what you want to focus on at that point is you want to start to grow the profits. So you, you might cut back on some expenses and you do, do do things differently. You might increase your prices. Again, if you have if you're in an industry that's kind of decreasing like that. A lot of times folks who are customers will 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 pay more to keep you around still because they, they don't want to make changes right now. You know, if you think about a lot of the technology, well, you don't see many, many people with with paper calendars anymore, Jack. Most everybody these days has some sort of electronic, although you still see paper calendars around. They still exist. They haven't gone away. You know, much like, you know, uh, if you look at banking, you know, checks, physical checks haven't gone away yet. They're much less than they used to be 10 years ago, Jack. But they're still True. there, right? Right. And right. so if you look look around and see if you think about some of these industries like this, the, the, a lot of them, were, you know, they'll keep increasing prices because what they're trying to do is they're making investments in that in that area. They're trying to maximize whatever their their profit's going to be. The challenge of that becomes okay. Well, how long is your window? So if you got a five year window before you want to get out, maybe you can keep milking that cow, so to speak, Jack, and keep maximizing your profits. But if you've got another twenty or thirty years that you want to be doing stuff, well, this. Maybe next five-year period is what you're going to use to your point to transition to something else, to diversify into something else. You're going to take those profits and invest them somewhere else. It might be in a totally new industry, something that, that that's new to you, Jack, right? But you want to be able to kind of take that and, and look at something that, that, that has some growth. A big, a big job of the owner is, is to stay ahead of the, the market and the company as much as you can. <clears throat> you know, people often wonder what the CEO does. And a big part of her her job should be to to uh, plan plan and and basically 
provide the direction of where the company's going because you're out ahead of it. Most employees don't understand that. He's, the boss isn't working as hard as me. So thus something must be wrong. It's not true if the boss is doing the right job. He's out in front meeting people, understanding different markets, different ways the company could turn because we have a company that's kind of getting old in tooth itself. And the market is being technologically buzzed. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not going to be there. You can see our product if it's a physical product or even our approach to sales or, or representing companies. You know, it's, you, you, you got to continue to change. All right. It isn't change or die so much. You got to modify to stay relevant. And that, that becomes, you know, and if you aren't focused on profits, you know, we could be going out of business. As you said, Adam, it doesn't make any difference. If we are, okay, that, that's the way the world goes. But we'll have time, we'll have time to do other things because we're looking ahead, not just trying to get more business from old curmudgeonies who's been running that uh, as a customer here for, <laughs> for 50 years. Well, so so we talk about those kind of two polar opposites, Jack. You have that kind of very new market where you got to educate everybody versus that kind of more uh, long in the tooth kind of uh, maybe going out of business market at some point. And somewhere in between there, and this, you know, again, you want to look around and see, you might be in an, in, in an industry where there's a lot of consolidation starting to happen. What I mean by that is, you know, do you, do you, you find yourself continue, you know, starting to bump up against some bigger and better funded competitors. You know, all of a sudden there's new players that are coming into your market that weren't there before. And in today's day and age, that can happen pretty quickly. You know, we've had clients where literally within 12 months, the marketplace changes because a handful of national players come into the market and start gobbling up competitors. And while as a small business owner over the years, it's been, you know, it's been good for you and you've been able to be very nimble and you've been able to outpace or outmaneuver some of those bigger companies because you've been able to react differently and it's been it's been an advantage for you. It might be switching over to some point where all of a sudden it's becoming a disadvantage to you. Where it's becoming too hard to make money. That's that's part of what we want you to be thinking about here, right? I, I said this you know towards the outset of the show here, Jack. It shouldn't be that hard to make money. Shouldn't be. You know, so <laughs> if 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 you're struggling, again, that's where often the, the this feeling of having to grow or die kind of comes from. Well, wait a minute. Like growing what? It, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that hard. So if, if you're looking around and noticing that, hey, all of a sudden, you know, because chances are, if you have some some local competitors, some small business competitors, you probably know who they are. If all of a sudden they start getting gobbled up, well, you guys start asking yourself the question: Well, do I want to, as a small business, continue to compete against some of these bigger, better-funded companies, or? If I do want to do that, well, how do I do that? Well, chances are I probably can't keep doing it the way I'm doing it now. So I might need to get bigger and grow, or it might be the time for me to kind of cash in my chips and join that consolidator and sell the business and, and either step away or do something else. Um, but, you know, if you look around at that, you know, that, that's that happens a lot these days too, where there are industries that, that just get, consolidated pretty quickly and while there's inefficiencies of those big companies we talked about those you know a number of times too jack but it's you know, they can they can set prices they can they can lose money for a little while all right uh, because they're trying to put you out of business 
you know, in terms of what they do, because you know they're thinking in terms of those five, 10 year chunks. They aren't thinking in terms of this week and next week per se. They're thinking longer term. And so you want to be aware of your market. So again, part of what we want to kind of cover today is to give you some things to be thinking about, because we know you've either heard it or said that phrase yourself that, you know, you must be kind of growing or dying. And we're going to say, wait a minute, don't say buy into that. But if you want to grow or if you have trouble growing, here's some of those areas that might be causing some of those, you know, some of those challenges for you. We want to make sure we kind of covered some of those, areas because again, that's a big part of what the show is about is try to share a lot of those experiences that we've had either personally or with clients of ours that we've, that we've seen and things we want to kind of talk about that we don't sense are being talked about out there in the marketplace. And so this is a big one. This is a big one. So don't, don't feel like it's, it's growth at all costs and try to figure out what do you, what do you want to get the business to? What would be having some fun? And those could be growing joys then Jack, right? Cause I'm growing. That's at, how it could be rephrased. Right. At a good steady pace where I'm not driving myself or my employees or my family, whoever else bonkers. Cause of, you know, all the stress and strains. Yeah, your your biggest complaint is you don't you don't have enough financial support to uh, enjoy the lifestyle that you're dreaming of or thinking of. So that should be the pressure to grow your business, not worrying about dying. You know that that creates an endless uh, open-ended pressure that uh, you just don't need. You know, you 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 can to Adam's point have a smaller company and be extremely happy with that. If you let yourself put your mind in the right place, you know, but to just relentlessly grow or die, uh, that's a lot of bullshit. So well said, Jack. So I think that's a good note. I think that's a good note to kind of end it on too. I think you know, we wanted to kind of share that today. And we really appreciate you listening. As I mentioned, this was episode 350 of the dirty secrets of small business podcast. We've got 349 other episodes. Uh, many are like today, where it's it's you and I kind of going back and forth. We have we have several. We've done several dozen interviews as well of small business owners talking about some of these very things, including some of these growing pains. And so, if you want to get to those, you can get them all at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. And if you go, there's an episodes tab there. Click on the episodes tab, you'll see a search bar or a search button. You can click on there and type in whatever question thought you've got. It'll feed back to you whatever shows we've done on that topic. If you don't find a show that suits your your fancy. Uh, feel free to shoot us an email at radio at maximum, maximumvp.com. Again, it's radio at maximumvp.com. Or give us a call, 330-849-0670. Be happy to answer the question for you either directly or we can do much like we did today and put together a show. Because again, as we always say, chances are if you have the question, somebody else does as well. They'll be happy that you that you had the, the, the courage to ask it to get, to get that question answered. So again, appreciate y'all being here and listening uh, this week. And we'll talk with you all again next week. Bye-bye.